I've never had a Mac. I heard good things, but um, obviously not from you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> is that just because it's old, though? It is. It's old, and I blog on it, and I work on it. So it's from 2013, and in Apple years, that means it's like 90. But um, <laughs> I love iPhones, iPhones all the way, but Mac computers... I know for how much you pay for them, I feel like this thing should last 20 years, but that's how they make them. Oh, well, well, I won't get one in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can afford one. Yeah, I couldn't afford one. That's why I've got this crappy little laptop in front of me that's about the size of an uh, iPhone. It's terrible. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this episode we're going to be doing Ghoulies 2. We're going to be doing it like never before. Uh, and with the help of our special guest this week, we have Stacy Still. Welcome, Stacy. Hello, everyone. <laughs> well, before we get to the movie, let's talk a bit about your history with Ghoulies. Uh, when did you first discover Ghoulies? So I have to be completely honest. Growing up, I was more of a critter's gal. I loved, loved, loved those movies. Um, obviously loved Gremlins, but Critters was my my main man. But um, it wasn't until probably much like you guys, I grew up going to the video store and running to the horror section to just look at all the amazing artwork. And I ran and I saw Ghoulies 2 instead of Ghoulies 1. That one must have been rented out. And I was absolutely terrified seeing these weird creatures climbing out of a toilet. And for any eight-year-old, that's their worst nightmare. Something, you know, <laughs> trying to crawl up your butt. Um, <laughs> but I rented it. And I remember um, just, I love movies that take place at a carnival. And that just seemed like so much fun. And I felt like it was the perfect movie for somebody my age. And, you know, I thought it was a lot of fun, loved it. And not long afterwards, I begged my mother to write me Ghoulies 1. I thought that was just as fun. And years later, I saw Ghoulies go to college. And it was just one of those movies growing up. It was always, you know, kind of a feel-good film. So if I needed something on when I was studying in high school or something fun to watch just as background noise, I'd usually go for Ghoulies 2. So that's a movie that stuck with me for many years. Oh, so you know this thing like the back of your hand then. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I also saw that you spoke with Billy Butler once um, about Ghoulies 2. I'm kind of curious as to the conversation you had with him. Yes, yes, yes. He is, first of all, absolutely fantastic. And I don't know if you guys have read about his book coming out. I believe it's going to be released in May, but I've already pre-ordered it. Oh, yes. And I got to tell you, so it's kind of based off these things that he used to post on Facebook, which you can still find if you type it in. And it was mm -hmm. called Dirty Laundry. And he would just, you know, take things because I guess he kept a journal back then. And he was just like writing his transcripts from those years when he was trying to make it in Hollywood back in the 1980s. And then eventually worked in, you know, the effects industry and worked for um, Charles Band. And I was fortunate enough, my friend was uh, staffing Horror Hound, and I had staffed it before in one particular year. I couldn't make it. He was a guest, and I was dying to meet him because I just find him so funny, and he's just so real about Hollywood and obviously how people really are. And I always found his dirty laundry experts just so funny. So luckily... <laughs> Um, I was put on the phone with him and right away I just asked about Ghoulies 2 and he said that it was a lot of fun to shoot. He said that um, it was shot during the summer, I believe, 
and on those like um you know warehouses where they they uh, shot it in rome said it was extremely hot um he talked a, a lot about you know obviously being able to go around italy and such and um i don't think he got along unfortunately with the lead damon martin which i'm sure we'll get into later um oh. i got asked i was like well what was it like working with him and i've heard nothing but good things about people working with him but i don't mm. think Billy got along with him because he kind of was like he was a douchebag. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> so clearly, I don't think those two hit it off. But um, he said yeah. the movie was a lot of fun, and obviously, kind of kickstarted him, you know, getting more into the effects industry. But he was nothing but nice, and definitely for anybody listening, um, look him up on Facebook because I think that book because he's been in so many movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, Friday the 13th, Part 7, um, I'm Night of the Living Dead 1990, and I'm sure I'm missing a ton more. But definitely, I think he's got some really good uh, stories to tell about the industry. So yeah, oh, yeah. fortunate enough to meet, oh, well, not meet him, but talk to him. And he sent me two free autographs, which I thought was very, very sweet of him. So nothing but a nice guy. <laughs> That's very kind. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm not actually was on a podcast, I think, but he he literally told the whole story about uh, Yvonne De Carlo and her blanket, which is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just I don't know. He, he's got some really funny stories and it should be interesting to see it being in book form, basically. But uh, he's really, really funny. I'm sure you guys definitely try to get him to get on this podcast because I feel like he's somebody who would have nothing but really good juicy stories to tell you guys. Well, I, I think, I, I think Paul and I both said, well, let's approach him when the book, you know, when the book's ready to come out, yeah. because I imagine he'll probably want to, uh, he's got a reason to come on then, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is obviously you mentioned Damon Martin. Um, what is it about Damon? What, to, what led to you adopting him as your website's mascot? <laughs> Uh, so, um, just, I grew up watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I'm sure we're all a fan of that movie. And, um, by the time I decided to start my blog, Stay Still Reviews, it was, I believe, 2013, anywhere between 2011 and 2013. Terrible that I can't remember. But, um, there are so many great blogs with mascots. Um, there's one, Uncle T, um, who has just i think it's one of the lost boys from the movie the lost boys the blonde one and um <laughs> they got artwork based off it and i just find blog mascots really funny so i was like i need one and on this particular day as i was racking my brain thinking you know who should it be who should it be and i'm friends with zach galligan from gremlins um and i celebrate obviously my holiday galligan giving which i'm sure everyone has heard about on instagram who follows me <laughs> So I was like, maybe it will be him. I don't know. And then I was like watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Damon Martin is in it. And he plays a very brief role. He's one of the BMX kids. And he plays, he says the iconic line, uh, that Dottie sure is radical with bikes. And I just thought that was such a cheesy line that I went, <laughs> who the hell is this kid? And right away it clicks. I said, this is the kid from Emeryville 1992 and Ghoulies 2. Two favorite sequels of mine so i looked him up and stuff and i just i right away i was fascinated by him because this guy 
truly has like I don't know. This might sound like a weird expression. Like dipped his fingers in many pies. <laughs> um, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but he started off acting, and it, like finding any information about him, it's very, very hard. You know, I didn't even know if he was still alive or not, honestly. But finally, I got some leads, and I looked him up, and he did acting for a brief period of time. And then what he did was he got into a band called Naked. And it had two number one hits. And I guess one of their songs were featured on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. And Mm -hmm. after the band broke up, he decided to become a producer. And he, I know he produced um, the Night of the Demons remake, which I thought was interesting. That was a Mm -hmm. terrible movie with Edward Mm Trump. Dear God in heaven. Um, But he did that. And then he became a mural artist. And his work is actually all over the world, and he's got huge murals in the um, L.A. Art District in Los Angeles of uh, elephants and tigers, and he donates a huge amount of money to these endangered species. And he has work in Miami and all over the place, New York. And I guess he's like one of the most popular like mural artists out there. He's very sought after. And he's got some incredible work out there. Definitely look up his name on Instagram, and his art stuff will pop up. So I was like, man, this guy's like kind of done it all. So right away I said, you know what? I think I'm going to make him my mascot. I think that's so funny that he plays Chip, kind of like the BMX biker. So my friend um, Travis uh, Faligant, I think I'm saying his name right, from IB Trav Art, he offered to make the logo for me and kind of like design him as the blog's mascot. And we've just done so many pieces of artwork of him. And people seem to respond to that and find it funny. A lot of people are like, who the hell is that? But I'm like, it's from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You know, it's, <laughs> it's the guy from Ghoulies. Um, but I, Travis actually made me, um, I know I butchered his last name, Travis, if you're listening. God forgive me. But um, he made a gorgeous, actually, piece of Damon from Ghoulies 2 for me. Um, cause I just absolutely loved him in that movie. And, um, yeah, he's been my mascot probably since I started the blog and we always do like chips, mixtapes and chips, ultimate, you know, movie marathon and stuff. So I know Damon is aware of it because for a brief period of time, he was on Instagram and it was confirmed that it was him. And then he ended up deleting that profile and starting his art Instagram. But his original Instagram, he actually started following me. So I had a little fangirl moment. And I was like, man, he's either going to sue me or be flattered. But yeah, he's Chip the Movie Loving Kid on Stay Still Reviews. So I try to keep his spirit alive, even though he is alive. (laughs) But um, yeah, just Chip the Movie Loving Kid. So yeah, my blog's mascot is the lead from ghoulies too so if that's not random i don't know what is <laughs> i saw the um i saw the the, the 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 art piece with him and the three ghoulies is he sitting in a pool or something he is that is my summer logo so that's great you guys definitely need to look it up i'll have to send it to you i have one of him hiking for uh, my sensational summer i call it he's got a ghoulie <laughs> coming out of his hiking pack i'll have <laughs> playing the pinball machine and it's a ghoulies themed pinball machine so um almost every piece of artwork we try to fit in a ghoulie because you know damon's always got to have a ghoulie right on his trail you know (laughs) and why not yeah well uh you mentioned your gremlins um what did you call it the 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 
Gremlins Thanksgiving thing? What, what's the word? Oh, uh, yes, it's Galligan giving. Um, That's just it. I know you guys are probably like, what the hell? Um, just this silly little holiday I started a few years ago. Um, huge, huge Zach Galligan fan, mostly from Waxwork versus Gremlins, mm. even though I love Gremlins, but I love Waxwork more. And I was fortunate to meet Zach several times, and we really hit it off when we became good friends. So I thought it would be funny that I would start a holiday called Galligan Giving, where basically the night before Thanksgiving, um, everybody just gets annihilated, me and my friends, and we try to watch a few Zach Galligan movies. So Travis has also made artwork for that, and it's always just, I don't know, a super, super funny thing to do. But, you know, like I said, stay still reviews. We try to keep it random and weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you mentioned it. Uh, well, I mentioned it because um, uh, I did, and I had no idea about this at all. But um, what is Ghoulie Bowl? Ghoulie Bowl. Oh, you know, guys, I actually forgot about Ghoulie Bowl. I'm so glad you guys brought that up. <laughs> um, that is my second holiday. And definitely, I don't know, we'll have to celebrate together this year, guys. But um, I am not into sports. I just have never been. But the Super Bowl is always a big thing over in America. And I just get so bored watching the game. So I figured, toilet bowl, bowl. (laughs) So I went, hmm, you know what? I'm going to have ghoulie bowl where basically I just make a lot of drinks and yet again get annihilated. And I watch all the ghoulie movies. And usually I try to, you know, kick things off by watching part two because it's my favorite. And um, every year I always try to post about it. And, you know, hopefully this year I get to do some artwork with Travis about it. But I always, you know go oh the score is human zero ghoulies five so ghoulie bowl is my second official holiday over at stay still review so i know we're all ghoulies lovers over here so we'll have to try to celebrate somehow this uh february <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is it february is it oh wonderful <laughs> see i'm not into sports i have no idea when the super bowl is <laughs> mark on your calendars guys i'll let you know uh but no you definitely have to maybe do a live watch or something watching some of the ghoulie movies because i think screw sports you know ghoulies forever <laughs> i agree i agree yeah. so um okay now i'm not sure how to approach this we, we, we we've done this with the first ghoulies uh obviously we weren't mm-hmm. lucky enough to have anyone like you with us stacy <laughs> so um what we'll do <laughs> we'll just kind of go through mm-hmm. sort of what we know um, in regards to like director and written by and cast and things, and just chip in, just just shout over us if if you if you <laughs> if you don't, you know. Graham's very good at interrupting, so yeah. <laughs> I, I think Stacy's pretty good at it too. <laughs> we try, we try, we try. Okay, well, Ghoulies too. Actually, uh, this was my introduction to Ghoulies as well. This is the first movie I saw. Ooh. Probably about the same time, yeah. So, um. Uh, uh, Paul, what have you got? Or Stacy, do you know much about the pre-production, the history of how Ghoulies 2 came about? Only from what I know off the Shout Factory Blu-ray, so very mm. little, unfortunately. Mm. It's a shame, actually. I was watching the um the little toilets. Was it called from Toilets to Terror Part yes. Two or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 sadly short. You know, yeah. I think um. If I approached more people, I would imagine there must have been more people who would be willing to be involved. 
I got to tell you, I have a, just a weird feeling that Damon Martin might be ashamed <laughs> of his acting <laughs> career. Which I'm like, why would you ever be ashamed of Ghoulies too? You know, um, I've asked the owners from Horror Hound if they've tried to get him because I did go to one where there was a mini Ghoulies reunion. And mm-hmm. they said he was very hard to track down. They didn't say if he said yes or no. But I did notice, like, with even the artwork and just even the menu, Damon's weirdly absent, his character. So I'm sure they were able to track him down. And I think he was just like, hell no, which I'm like, get off your high horse, Damon. No offense. And freaking do a commentary. Because him and yeah. Gary I think that would have been a really funny commentary. Just, just my opinion. But I do agree. I think the extras were... And I love Shout Factory. Jeff Nelson, love you. But I feel like it was, we could have gotten maybe a more packed release. I don't know, maybe Arrow Video one day or, you know, some other company might be able to do it if they have more information. Like, do you guys know any of the pre-production stuff that went on? Um, well, uh, I know, um, well, I think because it was, re- so Albert Band, I think, was kind of uh, involved quite early on but um originally it was offered to john beekler direct yeah and john turned it down because i guess he just didn't think the script was up to a you know his standards but um and i think also around this time he was doing friday seven anyway so i think he was like i'm gonna go do something different you know but um the funny thing was i don't know you're both very aware of the fact you remember the um the ghoulies two uh like promotional poster they did um oh yes what was it it was like was it for cans or something? Yep. I can't remember. But it before was, yeah. they went into production. Yep. Now, Clark, Clark Carton's list. Clark, I'll say his name. Clark Carlton is listed as a writer on that original poster. Really? And Clark wrote a treatment and uh, Albert and Charlie didn't like it, apparently. <laughs> so they brought in Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo, uh, who wrote and directed Zone Troopers, who also passed after submitting a story outline. Um, <laughs> so, the original poster had a female ghoulie as well, didn't it? Did it? No way. Yeah, yeah there was a female ghoulie. Lady did it have ghoulie. lipstick on or something? Uh, yeah. I thought it was like yeah, cat, that's the, rat, that's when you, that's fish. When you, that's when you're talking about, isn't it? No, there's there's one of two fish ghoulies and one's clearly a female. Ooh, oh, there is up. two fish ghoulies. <laughs> I never sure. noticed that was a female. <laughs> Um, so, uh, here we go. So what happened? So Charlie wanted to set it at a carnival and I think all the treatments were based at one, but the, uh, all, all bigger ideas, including a script by Ed Naha. Um, then at some point Dennis Poli came in and I guess kind of to bring the budget down a little bit, um, wrote his own based on Danny and Paul's story, which is why, um, the uh, the stories credited to Charlie Dolan. Now you must know why it's Charlie Dolan, uh, uh, Paul, because you're oh, a big um, Empire do. fan. Mm? I mean, oh, you mentioned it already. That's Zone Troopers. Yeah, the lead character. character in Zone Troopers. I had yeah. no idea about this. So oh. uh, I kind of I've, I've heard that that was Edna Edna using like a different name, like a like an Alan Smithy kind of thing. No, no, it wasn't. It was that was that oh. was um. Uh, Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo, that was their uh, pseudonym. 
because yeah. they just didn't really want a credit. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, going to affect them in anything. So Ed Naha was just basically out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We've got the Ed Naha draft. It's very interesting, but I've not seen the treatment by Danny and Paul. No, which would be nice to see too. Differently than um, what we ended up getting, like, is there any huge, huge changes? Oh, the Ed Naha one. Oh. Yes, it's big. Oh. Really? Yeah. There's someone from the original in there. Yeah, Scott well, Thompson's really? characters in there. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, that's really cool, actually. Huh. It is really good. We want to do something with it on a later show, but we just haven't really found the right the right thing to do with it yet. But yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it really ties into the first one more. You've got lots of green glowing eyes and the book from the original movie. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a great script, you know. Um, it's a, but I can only imagine it was just it was just too big. I mean, the end of it was it was all the all the monsters from Satan's Den coming alive. You know, the big demon on the top that kind of came alive and grabbed people. So I guess it was just it was just not possible to do it man <laughs> i want to see that movie that sounds incredible huh. yeah <laughs> which always makes me laugh because people always point this out like kind of i don't even know if i should call it like a tie-in but basically how the ghoulies come about getting onto the truck to satan's den but they always go well who was that priest character and who are those like satanists running is that yeah. for part one mm-hmm guys think like was that kind of their like cheap way of trying to be like this is tying in with part one <laughs> well uh, well it probably was originally that was supposed to be scott thompson and he was going to have the ghoulies in tow Ooh. um so there would have been a direct link but for whatever reason i don't know maybe charlie band didn't because he had an issue with him wearing glasses so maybe <laughs> maybe they wrote him <laughs> in and charlie was like no no i don't like him he wore glasses in the last one yeah but um uh I don't know. You don't probably don't get it over there, Stace. You'll probably never even heard of it. But um, the the priest character looks a lot like um someone who we used to have on TV called Paul Chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Familiar with Paul Chuckle, I love. Yeah, it. there was a there was a show called Chuckle Vision. And it had like yeah. two guys, Paul and Barry Chuckle, and the, literally he's the spitting image of Paul Chuckle. It's it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, that to me was a, he's actually quite a famous actor. That that guy, he was Blofeld from from Russia with Love. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's yeah, he's a British actor as well, and he's he's, he's done loads. Look at his IMDb. He's done loads of stuff. Dial M for Murder. He was in that, and he's got a huge list of uh, respectable films from the sort of sixties and seventies. That's really cool. Yeah. And then you know tries to dump the ghoulies away. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It kind of bothered me. Why was there a vat of toxic waste in a garage? I know. That makes you really wonder. I mean, <laughs> our garages. I'm like, is that real? <laughs> <laughs> it was a big know. one. <laughs> that makes you wonder, too. Like, toxic waste will not kill the ghoulies, but in a Molotov cocktail if ingested well like that really makes you take a second to pause and i don't know this is like one of the cheesiest jokes ever but i'm gonna say it guys everyone always goes well how did the ghoulies learn how to talk in part three easy they went to college (laughs) 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 he's slapper (laughs) well i can only imagine that that, you know you could you, you can kill them from the inside out but you can't kill them from the outside in right yeah, that is terrifying. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, you're screwed. I don't know. What's that guy's? Do you do you know the the actor's name? Did you just say it, Paul? Uh, the priest. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Dawson. 
Anthony Dawson. Okay. Anthony well, Dawson, well, while yeah. you've mentioned him, let's let's quickly go through the cast then, because um. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, Stacey, <laughs> you will see. Where? I was about to say we all know Larry. So yeah, you find out Larry. Yeah. <laughs> so Uncle Ned, played by Roald Dano. Yes. Um, wow. He's done everything. Yeah. Well, for me, it's Killer Clowns and House Two. He did that. He did a lot of westerns, though. I mean, from like oh, Raw yeah. High to what yeah. Huckleberry Finn, The Virginian. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that and actually for 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 you guys over in the states as well, he's so known for playing um, Abraham Lincoln. Yes. And I mean, obviously in the um, Hall of Presidents, but he's played Abraham Lincoln a lot on TV. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the go-to guy. He used to be the go-to guy. He has been like he's one of those character actors, and he has just one of those faces, you know. Like definitely, you can see why he's probably in over thirty plus westerns. You know, I know he's in the Dark Half, and I remember uh, Billy Butler li- li- literally told stories about how whenever he would fall over when they were doing like the electrocution scene, like he would fall over and just start farting. <laughs> and everyone tried to keep a straight face, but his royal Dano fucking parts. I don't. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine, unless of course you're at that level, which a lot of those puppeteers were. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, the, obviously, Phil Phil Fondacaro isn't Sir Nigel. Um. You know what? When I was watching this the other day, um. I watched about half of it and then I kind of started peeling around my phone because I've got no attention span. But um, there's, I'd say, almost a line which I probably just skipped over before. But um, when they're making the Molotov cocktail at the end um, <laughs> and uh, Larry tips out a bottle of wine and Real Fun of the Car goes, that's a rare burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> he is... I I never met him. Uh, I had a friend of mine uh, have him sign. I believe I'm trying to think back, like my troll um, VHS. But he seems incredibly sweet. I don't know if you guys have had the chance to meet him, but I remember him best from the movie Willow. And um, just he has been in so so many movies but i loved his character in ghoulies too like i just the moment that the ghoulie like just turns around and stares at him like and right away he's like i'm just bones and griff so like (laughs) so adorable and then damon and carrie like they pick him the f up and they run (laughs) i don't know i just find him incredibly sweet but he's another one like i probably is imdb list is endless. He's been in so many movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you I not see? He, he did a, a live Q and A the other week on Facebook and YouTube. Stacey, did you not see it? I did not see that. That's incredible. Oh my god. Mm. We did. We watched it. It was very good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> good fun. <laughs> haven't had to meet. Haven't got to meet him in person yet. But yeah, that was awesome. He doesn't. I don't think he usually does a lot of this stuff. When I when I spoke to him a couple of years ago, he was like, he just doesn't. I mean, he doesn't do on camera interviews particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so I think he. I mean, essentially, he doesn't have to, does he? Does whatever the hell he wants. But I think you know, a lot of these things, especially like, I'm not sure whether or not Screen Factory um, approached him to do anything. I mean, they'd be mad not to, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's just the hassle of like you know getting a film crew to come wherever you're going to go and 
you know, to your house or to a studio and, you know, you've got all this rigmarole surrounding it and then you're a soundbite. I think that's what he kind of said, you know, after all this. I think he, he got approached to do something um, about Garbage Pow Kids. Oh, yes. Yep. And he said, he said, if essentially he saw the finished item and it was, you know, it was literally a sentence from, from, from some of the actors. He says, what well, it's like for eight hours of work, it's, it's kind of a bit pointless, you know, and I appreciate that. That's we shame. need more Phil. Do you remember yeah. what was her name? Who um who directed Wayne's World? Penelope Spheres. I think you're right. She um she was working on a documentary on Empire Pictures, wasn't she? Called Hollywood, and um Phil von der Curra was quite prevalent in that. And I think, which is probably one of the only things that would ever have been on him in that respect. But I, know, I think Charlie Band kind of put Ixnade it because um it wasn't. <laughs> I think she t- I think she said it wasn't. It it wasn't particularly very positive. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. So it might be out there somewhere, but I don't think we're ever going to see it. Um, yeah. Uh, I think my favorite role of Phil's is Troll. Yes. Definitely Troll. Yeah. Um, do you know there's someone else in Ghoulies 2 who is in Troll? Anyone? I don't think I know. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Um... The uh, the character of I'm surprised you don't know Graham Dixie, you know Dixie. Oh. She what? she was um, Sonny Bono's girlfriend in Troll. You know his his date. Who has that was it? Yep. The, the yep. apartment. Oh my yeah. god, that's too funny. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's a bit of information so, yeah, that pops up, and then you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, she. What, what else did she? That, that Dixie. That was Dale Wyatt. And uh, yeah, Dale Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she was also in Troll. Um, uh, she was in From Beyond as well. So she obviously had that connection with Empire out in Rome. There was so, a lot of people who were working on the same stuff in in yeah. Rome. Or come, uh, you know, like even the, the cinematographer Sergio Salvati was. Um, he was he worked on Cellar Dweller and Spellcaster and Crawl Space. I mean, it seemed to be a, even the editor as well. They all seemed yeah. to be working on these same movies. I guess because they were they were happening so quickly, they needed an in-house team. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's all shot over there. Like I like the movie Terror Vision, and that was shot over there. And uh, just so many movies back to back, because obviously they were cranking them out one after another. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. now, I always forget the carnival was that that was shot in a soundstage, right? Yeah. yeah. That is incredible because of the size of those rides. I always said that because I was like, man, it's really pitch black. Did they just <laughs> like did they, did they walk out and find a field? But right away, like I started going, it's a soundstage. And then I saw the shelf factory uh, stuff and I just must have forgot about it. But I find that really like that set. I have to give them props like they <laughs> carnival, you know, good for them. I don't think I'd ever, I wouldn't have ever known had someone no, not told me. No, mm-hmm. I definitely I wouldn't have picked up on it. I mean, the fact that I think it wasn't the, it wasn't a big issue either, but I think it was the fact that they had to shoot outside in that field um, for the daytime shots and they had to pack it all up and rebuild it inside. <laughs> I think that was where the effort came in. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, you mentioned William Butler. Uh, obviously one of the bigger names with a small role, but um, also uh, Donnie Jeffcoat, um, who's done a little bit of genre work, namely Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons, the original. Yeah. Yep. I was kind of like, I, I was kind of, he's, he's like a young, a young kid. I was like, who the heck was he in Night of the Demons? And I remembered 
He's a good one to start. Oh. <laughs> Audacious boobs, yeah. sis. Or then yeah. he jumps out of the closet. I he was <laughs> really good at playing arsehole kids. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants your, like, turd-shaped, you know, like, snacks mom. He says that night the demons, and I'm always <laughs> horrified. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I see the, the, the other kid with him, the, mm. Leo, who is played by Christopher Burton, he... He then became a pastor and found God. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he um, disappeared from acting and is now a pastor, apparently. Wow. If, if they remade it, they could get him to play the priest from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I t- should really mention that, um, bizarrely, although usually there's a few people doing the voices of the ghoulies, but in this one, every single ghoulie voice yeah. was um, performed by Hal Rail. Mm-hmm. Who was a? Uh, I should have really looked up what he's done. <laughs> well, he, he I did a predator, one, but I do know predator. that he did them all. Um, he, was, <laughs> he was the voice of the predator in Predator Two. Oh, there was we go. It? You know. Yeah. Oh I mean, my god, that's amazing. Oh my god, you guys are blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but he's done absolutely tons of stuff. If you look at his IMDb, he's he's regular with Transformers as well. He does a lot of voices for Transformers at the TV show. So oh. he, <laughs> that's cool. I think he was Raphael out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. And the original? From the, the 90s, yeah, from the the cartoon. Oh, mm. all right. There you go. Yeah. Um, I suppose the biggest thing, because this is, this is quite close in tone to the original movie in some respects, you know, obviously, you know, because it was the same uh, production company, but pulling out Richard Band and putting in Fuzby Morse is probably mm. the biggest difference um in regards to you know tone because yeah, that... uh, i made the fatal mistake gentlemen of meeting him um charles band's brother and i went did you score ghoulie stew I... <laughs> and man i got daggers like he looked at me and he went no just like just like that i went okay i can sign this but right away i'm like oh shit yeah it was somebody else I actually, he has me, he's like throwing darts at a photo of like Chip the Movie Golovin Kid right now. Um, <laughs> I really love the score to Ghoulies 2. I think it's like, especially the opening intro, that is really, really cool. Um, I really wish that they would release it on vinyl. Um, I don't know about you fellas, but I collect vinyl. I love listening to records and I just think. Whoever has the rights to it, it would be awesome if they released <laughs> not Ghoulies, but Ghoulies too on vinyl. That'd be killer. Well, they've only ju- they've just released Ghoulies on vinyl, the oh first my God. one. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing record. Yeah, very cool. They've and gone television. back and television. Yeah, and television and troll. Yeah, but they went back with the original Ghoulies and uh, Richard Band basically got all the original elements and has put together the entire soundtrack. I'm gonna have to look that up, man. You guys, with your information right now, I'm loving it. <laughs> I I met the two experts of Ghoulies, but um, I I bet that's a killer vinyl, definitely. And I like that he went back, and it's probably all remastered now. That's excellent. It is. Be- it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the, for I think um the Ghoulies two. I mean, I love both of them. I mean, the, the, to be perfectly honest, the first film is my favorite one. Yes. So I lead towards liking that score more. But um, mm-hmm. the second score, it's a it's a weird, great 80s score, you know, mm-hmm. 
yeah, hopefully it does see release soon. Um, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure someone will find it. It will come out. It will. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's that good. <laughs> Who else that they, they used the score, the opening that opening theme that you like, Stacey. Didn't they yeah. use that for the opening of Ghost? Is it Ghost Town? Yes. Yeah. Oh my! It, funny story. So I had like seen a clip of Ghost Town because I love Puppet Master, the original. Mm. There's ten thousand of those movies, but I love the original. <laughs> and I was like, man, the the villain from it. Spoiler alert! I'm like, he's really scary. Where have I seen him before? And then I was like, well, he tries to sell Mel Gibson cocaine and lethal weapon, the first one. And then I went, wait, no, it's something else. And it's Ghost Town, which is very underrated. That that poster's iconic, great movie. And I bought it on Blu-ray from Shout Factory. And I'm listening to the beginning, and I go, wait, wait, <laughs> wait a second. Like I just find that so funny whenever. Like, you know, B-movies kind of do that, you know, because they're like, oh, well, we'll just use this. I think that was hilarious. And that was just a few years ago that I made that discovery. So super funny. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I had no idea. And it really throws you. Mm-hmm. Because it just, it just oh, I don't know. I, I asked him about it and he said he had no idea they were going to do it either. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think, actually, I get the impression it was probably put there as like a temp track and they just never changed it. <laughs> yeah, most likely, honestly. It's just it's so weird to hear something from some, you know, another movie. Like you said, it really just throws you off that and like when they recast somebody in a sequel and it's a different actor or actress, I'm like, wait, <laughs> this Tuesday <coughs> <Shoes> night. <coughs> yeah, Tuesday <laughs> night. Um <laughs> man, seven year old Stacy, she was like, wait a second, that's not her. Um <laughs> You know, like going back to the cast too, isn't there I can't remember his name. He's one of the teenagers with the lovely eyebrows, but I believe he's from Dazed and Confused yeah. and Sasha. Uh, Sasha Jensen, yeah. Sasha Jensen. He was at a horror hunt I was at. Yet again, I was staffing and I didn't get a chance to meet him. But uh he seems like a really great guy and he was in a really underrated movie. Speaking of Tuesday night, I uh, stars Rodney Eastman from Nightmare on Elm Street three and four, who plays Ooh. Joey, the mm-hmm. child who, well, yeah, the child, the teenager <laughs> that can't speak, and it's called Deadly Weapon. And um, I have it on VHS, and I actually have an original video store poster of it, which is weird. I stumbled upon it at a yard sale, but he's in it as well. And I was like, oh, it's it's that guy from Ghoulies too. But um, it's that's another really great like B movie. But um, that kid was in a lot of movies. I know him best from Days and Confused. But I always find it funny when he gets the uh, the ooze, the green ooze. Him and his girlfriend and they're fused together, and everyone's just yeah. laughing. They think that's normal. <laughs> Part of the attraction. Completely <laughs> normal. I think he was in uh, yeah, he was in Halloween Four as well. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. That was also um, John Colbeaker. Did the effects for that, didn't he? Halloween 4. Was he on 4? I believe he was. And I think yeah. uh, Michael Deke as well. He was in Goody's too. Huh. He was also involved with Halloween 4. Yeah, I think he was supervised yeah. the effects in that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think he did for Goody's too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was supervisor. <laughs> yeah. So the effects in Goody's too, I actually find them. I mean, the large Ghoulie, I'm sure we'll get to. Um, I found <laughs> the effects really cool. I think the. Ghoulies, I mean, yeah, there's some hokey shots of the them trying to, you know, move them walking to the truck. 
that's that just cracks me up every time. I'm always like, that's a big old mood. Them just <laughs> and one flying. But um, I don't know. I really like that this movie, the Ghoulies, got a chance to shine. You know, mm-hmm. um, obviously they did in the first movie, but this time we got more Ghoulies, and they really were. The puppets, I don't know. Incredible. Like, do you guys know, like, does anybody still have the puppets or are they like, did they wither away? <laughs> wow. There's a few, there's a few out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know Mike Deke still got one. And um, I think a friend of his has got one of the cat ones. Oh, wow. uh, a friend of, a friend of Billy Butler has one of the fish ones. Um, so yeah, some, for some reason they did survive. Um I guess they didn't put. What's the stuff they used as a? What's the stuff they used to put on everything? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a uh, KY because KY is good for puppets, but they used to use something else. Methyl methyl cellulose, I think, which is what Beakley used to coat everything with. Which oh. is, I think, the re- one of the reasons why none of the barely any of the first movies puppets have survived because essentially they've just rotted away. Oh, but wow. the second one, I don't think he used the stuff, so there's, there's <laughs> they've survived a little <laughs> a little better. <laughs> There's plenty of pictures online, actually. Um, I think of the of the Bat Ghoulie and of Speedy. So I think they might be out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible. like over thirty years and they're still alive. And <laughs> I'm sure the Ghoulies three puppets they're off getting their masters, so they're fine. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're all around, but they're all rock hard. Oh, and also, um, who's the guy? Who's the lead singer from Wasp? Um, Oh, Blackie Lawless. Blackie Lawless. He has yeah. one, apparently. He went home mm-hmm. with one after they shot the video. <laughs> I think that's so funny. And I want to hear you guys' opinions. Um, the Wasp did, like, just a real, I don't know, like, heavy metal hair 80s uh, music video with the ghoulies, too. And there's all those iconic, you know, photos of him holding them and mm-hmm. stuff. What do you guys think about, um, like, a hair metal band being attached to ghoulies, too? I thought it was really cool. Mm. Oh, as, especially it as a kid, era. I thought, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. I think still now, I, I still keep wanting to go and see Wasp purely because of Goobies 2. Just yes. that. You just walk in, they play and that they, song, then you'd leave immediately. Yeah, I'm not even sure if they play that song because I, I watch, I look at their, some of their gigs on YouTube and stuff and it never seems to be on the playlist. So. Yeah. But they, they, they still tour, obviously not at the moment because of COVID, but they still come to the UK. So I will get there one day, but I'm not sure they'll play that song. They'll probably do it as an encore. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I mean, that that also that got a lot of play, right? Uh, yeah. In '87 on yeah, MTV and whatnot. I mean, it was a great advert for the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've got the record. Yeah, me too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize so, as well. There's um another one of their songs features clips of Ghoulies too in it as well. The, the official music video. Oh, does it? Yeah, um, a song called Manimal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched it on YouTube today, actually, because actually that's that's in the trivia on IMDb. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So I thought, is that right? So I Googled it. I, uh, yeah, YouTubed it, and the official video is on there. And yeah, sure enough, there's clips from the Is film. that in the trivia? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure I looked at the trivia earlier and didn't see that. Yeah, it's definitely there. Definitely there. I, we have a tendency, uh, Stacey, to go through the trivia on IMDb and tell everyone how much bullshit it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about IMDb, which I can't stand, is anybody like Wikipedia mm. can type stuff in. So every yeah. once in a while, you kind of like scroll and you see something, and I'm sure you guys really know these films inside out. You guys are like, wait a second. 
no. <laughs> no. Totally. I normally yeah. just add falsities in there myself just so we can put them apart in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so we got... Oh, who got it first? Okay, so the States got it first. Uh, Ghoulies 2 was released uh, on the 6th. Oh, we still... What? Oh, am I skipping no, I stuff? What are you, you going to talk about? Is that, is that the end of the car? I just want to quickly mention then, Kerry Remsen. We didn't mention Kerry Remsen. Oh, oh God. she is a <laughs> sweetheart, guys. I have followed her the last couple of years on social media, and um, I know she was in Pumpkinhead, I believe. Yep. That was her yes. like big yep. movie. Um, and mm-hmm. she's been in several other things. I'm sure you guys know more than yep. me. But I remember I messaged her just, you know, asking her about Ghoulies 2. And she was, she told me it was a lot of fun, you know, that she absolutely loved being, you know, overseas. And uh, she told me, she said, Dan Martin, best on-screen kisser she ever had. I was like, woo-hoo, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Karen Ramsey for the win. <laughs> also, her uh, her dad was in Terrorvision. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. yeah he, he was grandpa. You remember grandpa? Oh and television. That was a dad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, another little empire bit of trivia. I love that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. She's lovely. Uh, I think when I think when I I spoke to her a few years ago, and she said she's the I think one of the only people who said call me anytime. <laughs> I'm like, well, but I'm not gonna obviously because <laughs> I'm not I'm not that kind of way inclined. But to turn around and say yeah yeah call me whenever you want. I'm like. <laughs> But she did say she wants to come on the show, so um, yeah, we, you know, that's a that's a future episode. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys will probably have a ball. She's, she's <laughs> nothing, nothing but sweet, just really, really down to earth, which is awesome and rare these days. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. I think she's got back into acting. I think she stopped for a little while because she was teaching uh, young kids, wasn't she? Yes. Um, what? How do you? I don't want to say they're not um, troubled kids. I think something like that, or you know. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, mm. she's obviously a very caring person. Yeah. <laughs> what well, another cast member before we move on? Yeah. I was I can't quite pronounce, don't know how to pronounce the surname, but Star Andreef. Yeah. She played Alice. She was like the really the really good looking girl that gives uh Larry the finger at you know, at the um at Satan's Den. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Also related to Ghoulies, she was in Scanner, uh, which also starred the director of Ghoulies 1, Luca Bercovici. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say his name. You can never say his name. He's no. a Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees of Ghoulies. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That. And of course, <laughs> and, and then they, then you get onto Scanner Cop 2, which has the star of Ghoulies 3, Evan McKenzie. Evan, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> there you go. Is that? Can I do the date now? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> no <you> finish. <laughs> well, we said we send each oh, other man. just like a rundown, but Paul and I have added our own notes to it, and uh, Paul's obviously added more than me. <laughs> All <laughs> those on that bit. inside and out. All right. <laughs> so, um, Ghoulies to a, a very short theatrical release. Um, I think because although on I think on the IMDb it said it mentions something about Vegas. But it did play. Um, oh, where did it play? God knows, I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> it did that, come out that, on September twenty fifth, theatrically, mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty seven. I don't know how long it played for, but um, I've got newspaper clipping proving it. So that that's the that's the earliest date we can find. Mm-hmm. September. There's that's a, a good time for a movie. Photo, like. isn't there? There's a yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did and, you uh, good? 
theaters or did it bomb? I don't think it stayed there very. I don't. I think at this point, um, I think at this point, Empire were doing the thing where if something comes because they re- Vestron released it on video, didn't they? Now, if you could release something to the cinema, even for a week, you could charge more for it on video. Mm. So I, th- I think it was probably a case of it came out for a week and then they got their little bit, bit of a bump just because it did have a quote unquote theatrical release. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get a theatrical release. It came straight to video uh, in the UK yeah. mm-hmm. and we got it just before Halloween uh, yeah. on the October 29th, 1987. Huh. But we did. But we didn't get the inflatable toilet that was, you know, <laughs> you know, given to stores in the States, unfortunately. That is the creme de la creme. I mean, as you guys know, I collect VHS and stuff. I love promotional stuff. And the two things that are like the Ark of the Covenant, you know, from Indiana Jones, <laughs> is the um, the house, like house cutout from the movie house, which is like life size. And mm. then the inflatable toilet. I got to tell you, I have an original Ghoulies two poster in my bathroom because I thought that would be funny. <laughs> and, um, Perfect. I got to tell you that that inflatable, uh, inflatable, excuse me, Ghoulies toilet, that is just a rare gem. Like, I'm, uh, do you guys own one? Because they are hard to find. Well, I, I had one many Damn. years ago, and uh, it wasn't particularly good in terms of uh, staying blown up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I got pissed off with it and, and flogged mine. But, <laughs> but, but very bizarrely, Paul. Yeah. Wow. What happened the other yeah. day? Well, first of all, the, I don't know if you've seen it, um, Stacey, but there's a, I've completely forgotten the name, but there's a, there was a horror box released recently all about ghoulies. <gasps> and oh, I can't remember the name. Can you remember the name, Graham? Dead, dead, dead Heart. Is it Dead of Heart? Oh. oh dead but, of Heart uh, Production. <laughs> Something like that. They released this horror box, all ghoulies related, and there were oh. two different price points. And one price point um, came with a ghoulies inflatable toilet. Um, obviously, it wasn't the real deal. It's like a replica that someone's made. It's still inflatable. Um, but rather than have both Ghoulies on, it's it's just Fish Ghoulie, and it's got the Ghoulies logo on it. So it was amazing. So you got the box, right? You, you yeah, I got, I got the whole box, which included the toi- inflatable Ghoulies toilet. Because I, I said, oh, you, you know, like you said, the Ghoulies 2 inflatable is incredibly rare. If they ever do pop up on eBay, they go for like hundreds of dollars, hundreds of pounds. So I got that. Yeah. I was just super stoked for it. What was in the box, Paul? Because like I'm curious. A Ghoulies box? Hell yeah! Yeah. What else? Yeah, yeah. Wow, there was loads of stuff in there. There's um, there's a Ghoulies go to college like mug, like a plastic tankard mug. Um, oh. there's a there's a fish Ghoulie figure which was really cool, like with a backing card. You know, like a kind of like a similar to a Star Wars figure, but it's a, it's fish Ghoulie. <laughs> um, there's like a canvas print. Uh, a t-shirt, a Ghoulies t-shirt. Um, what else is in there, Graham? There was a few other uh, bits. There's there a was... pin. There's a magnet. Oh yeah, um, magnet pin. Yeah, kind of just like kind of like a monthly subscription box, but yeah. simply Ghoulies. Yeah. What you guys Very are gonna cool. tag me if that company has an Instagram or something? That sounds like I don't know. A lot of these, you know, monthly boxes are more modern horror movies. So I think that's mm. uh, really cool that they picked Ghoulies and good for you, Paul, for getting the inflatable toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but c- coming off of that, funny enough, uh, like a week or so, week, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a, a real inflatable toilet appeared on eBay in the UK, uh, and 
I put a, quite a low bid on there and actually won. So oh, it's actually good at the for moment, you. but it's not Ghoulies Two. Yeah, it's not Ghoulies Two. It's actually Ghoulies Go to College. So I think the UK got the Ghoulies Go to College inflatable toilet rather than the Ghoulies Two toilet. Although it is it is the same inflatable, but it's just got Ghoulies Go to College logo on it rather than Ghoulies Two. Incredible! You're gonna have. To, do you have pictures of it on Instagram? That's amazing. I will do. Well, I haven't got it yet. It literally got posted today. That is of, so. Um, I've never seen a Ghoulies Three inflatable toilet. No, so. nor have I. Nor have I. Ooh, so. I, <laughs> I think that's literally because Vestron. Uh, the first two were in the UK released by Entertainment in Video. So when Vestron released Part Three, they probably thought, "Hey, we've got a load of these toilets." <laughs> <laughs> or at least the design somewhere. Let's just slap three on. So it's it is yeah. speedy and fish again. It's not yeah. the you know the the, the ghoulies from the third movie. Mm-hmm. Damn. Then are up. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. I don't know. I I'm a huge collector. So whenever I like a friend of mine finds something super rare and adds it to their collection, I just get so happy for them. So mm-hmm. good for you. That is incredible. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, um, uh, well, talking about the UK, then we got a slightly longer cut back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, what was it? Well, I say it's a matter of seconds, but it was it was it was longer than the PG thirteen version. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, but it, yeah, it did have a scene cut out as well, though, didn't it? The UK one. From what scene was cut out? The Ninja Star, the throwing ninja. Ah, uh, yes. Ninja oh, Star really? was edit was edited out. Yeah, because back then we weren't allowed anything to do with ninjas <laughs> for some bizarre reason like even teenage mutant ninja turtles we had to call it teenage mutant hero turtles really um, and so went, yeah and i think it was Raphael who had like the little ninja swords he wasn't allowed those at all they had to edit them out for the uk release oh what did they God. give him sausages i can't remember what they gave him to be fair <laughs> but yeah it was, it was definitely called teenage mutant hero turtles and everything was branded that over here Damn! Wow. Very strange. Very, very strange. <laughs> yeah. that, nin- look at nin- these facts you're spitting out. I love yeah. that, <laughs> even though that's weird. Huh. Now, what was it? Was so you said like it was like 15 seconds. Was it? Um, God, I, I'm calling her Muffy, but that was the name of her cat. Yeah. Was, it was Patty because I always Patty, Patty. I like. Oh my God! It's Patty. Like I don't know that <laughs> delivery kills me. But was it Patty's <laughs> death? Because I know that was supposed to be a little like gorier, I guess. Well, that I think I'm pretty sure you've got the Screen Factory bl- Blu-ray, haven't you, Stacey? I yeah. do. Okay, so that I think all of Patty's extra death is on that Blu-ray, um, in the extended scenes. But um, obviously NSM Records uh, in where is it? It's not Germany. Austria. Where is it? Paul? Austria. Austria. They released Ghoulies Two fully uncut. Um, a couple of years back now and um, they reinstated all the um, R-rated scenes uh, which were available on the Screen Factory release but also um, added back in the longer cut scenes which were originally on the UK VHS which mm-hmm. most notably was Hardin's Toilet Death which isn't gorier <laughs> but it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good few seconds of him squirming around <laughs> 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 so if you, if you want to see the full uncut one pick up that blu-ray because it is region free yeah really now was that the steel book that came out no it's like a what is it, a media book media it was originally book. a media book but they've recently released like a just a standard blu-ray yeah. mm-hmm. uh, like a and uh, much cheaper but that's available mm-hmm. 
definitely worth picking up. Definitely worth it. Yeah, Paddy's death. Paddy's death is the biggest cut, really. I mean, yeah. and the the whole thing is is pretty vicious when you watch it in its entirety. Because there's blood, right? Am I making this? It's it's been a while since I've seen it, but what like what's like different? I think they they bite her, right? Yeah, they chew on her. They chew on her. Yep. They're chewing on her hands and her and her, and her uh, ankles. It's yeah. Paddy. Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I yes, okay. So that's that's really interesting to know because I know that was cut and th- that was about it. Pretty much like what we've seen is what was shot, as mm-hmm. far as we know, right? Pretty much. I think so, the only other thing was um, there was a, a little bit, well, especially in the PG thirteen version, but in our version we had most of it. But uh, Mel's pendulum death, uh, Billy Butler on the table there. His um, the, huh. the actual money shot was taken out in in every. Um, version got you although it's bizarre i mean you can tell it was shot i I, you can think you can probably tell it was aimed for an r and it wasn't one of these ones which got an r and then they cut it back like the original but um you can even see i mean someone mentioned the other day or someone you saw mentioned paul the paintings of the the belly dancers on the back drop there right yeah i've i've tried i've tried searching that and i cannot see how that changes it doesn't (laughs) but it doesn't does it no. There's like they've got some of them have got clothes on and some of them haven't. I think yeah, it's some, just different shots. Yeah, some of them have like little oh, like on their reptiles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I now tell me if this is true or not. So they shot the movie and wasn't it they realized like there were no toilet deaths, so they had to go back and shoot Harden's like death as the toilet. Like, am I making that up? Um, you'll probably get confused with the one. original where they just mm-hmm. went back and uh, presumably just inserted a toilet shot because they stuck on the poster but no that, i think that that was all um principal photography with Harden. okay all right because right away i was like well, how could they do that that doesn't make sense but um yeah go, go oh, I think... Harden. i don't know him with his huge aviators and i <laughs> i always laugh when he you know i think he thinks he's gonna get laid and he uh brings her into the trailer and it's sir nigel's and I always just laugh at him, like picking up the tiny chair and <laughs> seat. I don't know. That kills me. And then you just have the real, like, just, I don't know, butthurt look on, you know, Damon when they come out, you know, just <laughs> total attitude the whole time, giving him yeah. the money and stuff. I always really, really love that scene. Um, definitely, that's great. And just, Royal Dano's death. I don't know the whole like you can't kill me. I'm a magician, you know. <laughs> classic. Like fucking Fausto. <laughs> I'm surprised. So obviously PG-13 was different than yeah. PG-13. Now there's two fucks in that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but there's a motherfucker. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like man, I thought you were only allowed one fuck. In a PG-13, but apparently Ghoulish 2 said fuck it, so there we go. I reckon awesome. I must have been the you know the the MPAA censors must have just left the room at that point. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, okay, enough. Just a, a note on Hardin as well. I did like his uh, license plate on his car. Hard one. <laughs> <laughs> They don't call him Harden for nothing. I'm yeah. like, just subtle little jokes. I'm just like, oh, man, I love it. <laughs> um, talking about the boobs as well, um, If you, when uh, the priest comes in the um, uh, gas station at the beginning, again, there's there's like, um, we call them page three, but, but uh, 
ma- naked girls from magazines plastered all all along the, the frame of the doorway. Right. Which again, you wouldn't put that in something you knew, you would imagine you were going to have to cut down. Yeah. Exactly. Like it took me years until I noticed that, and then I went, <laughs> "Whoa, wait!" You know, like I don't know. I just find that stuff so funny. You know, like. I believe you guys are right. I think they really were shooting for an R because, man, oh, man, they they wreak havoc in that carnival. Those ghoulies really take – now, I want to ask you guys, the guy who gets punched by the ghoulie, does he (laughs) die or is he just knocked out? What do you think? I would have gone with knocked out. I would say knocked out, yeah. (laughs) I never include him on the body count. I'm like, no. He just got knocked out. Yeah, I think he just got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> he probably died of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's terrible? The ride death. Because the person, I think it's the wife or the girlfriend, she's so nervous. And he's like, oh, you'll be fine. And they <laughs> go flying. flying. And I'm always like, oh, I feel so bad. But <laughs> I would say, so let's talk about that clown death, the water death with the fish ghoulie. Was mm-hmm. that now that was cut, right? That was kind of supposed to be extended, maybe or longer. It was it was cut a little bit. And um, what's what's funny about the PG thirteen version, though, um, they insert a shot of Fish Ghoulie coming out of the water afterwards yeah. with it's no really blood dark. surrounding him. Yeah. Whereas the R rated version and and the UK cut, when he comes out, he comes out with a floating arm next to him and blood surrounding him. <laughs> <laughs> But that was obviously that was Mike Deke, who was a uh, you know part of uh, Beakler's effects crew, uh, playing. Uh, what do we call him, Bozo? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't fantastic. Bozo as well. He was because he he didn't have a net behind but, his his stand. Did <laughs> he? So if you see, they're all throwing the balls at him, and they're just going into the hedge behind when they miss. <laughs> I think for a struggling fair, they're they're just losing so much money on all those balls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they called him Bozo. <laughs> they had unlimited balls, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was probably... So what would you guys say, out of all the deaths in Ghoulies 2, which one is your favorite? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Paul, you go first. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, for me, it's the... Uh, well, again, is it a death or isn't it a death when the girl gets run over by the uh, bumper car? Ah. You know, when they knock her out of the car and yes. then run her over. That That's pretty brutal. Favorite. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> I agree. That's probably mine. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's subtle. Yeah. No, I think I'd have to go. I mean, originally, I would have said Patty because, uh, you know, when, when you're watching the cut version and you're like, ah, oh, I know stuff's missing here. But when you watch the when you watch it as it should have been, it's pretty, it's too, it's almost too vicious. Mm. So um, I think the funnest death is the, uh, is the clown, uh, Bozo, I think that's that's a good fun death, especially with the little the little um uh, soundtrack uh, nod to Jaws too. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I think I think, and also growing up like fish, uh, you know, has always been my favourite. So I think, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it's like he's like the hero of the. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Those ghoulies were great. I always do notice, um, I'm sure you guys notice, in Satan's Den, I think it's when Larry's like packing up to leave and he's going through and he kind of like touches the spiky ceiling. There's the zombies from the cover of Return of the Living Dead drawn on the wall. I yeah. always thought that was a nice little nod. You know, I don't know if they did that on purpose or not. Well, obviously they did, but um, yeah, yeah. I always thought that was really cool. 
Yeah, I only noticed that quite recently as well. But um, actually, a lot of the artwork on Satan's Den is from films. Um, There's From Beyond, the artwork from Beyond's on the front of Satan's Den. Yeah. You got uh, Frankenstein from The Curse of Uh, Frankenstein. Christopher Lee's Frankenstein. Oh, Christopher okay. Lee's Frankenstein, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, there's King Kong on there as well, and the little green slime monster, I believe, is the cover from Parasite, <laughs> which is also directed by. Yeah, is that Empire Luca. Parasite? Yeah, it was. Yeah, very early Empire. Huh. That's yeah. really, really. But then, cool. but then, whenever you do see a ghost house at a fairground, it always is knockoff art from horror films. Well, yeah. the ones I see, they always are. So, yeah, they're quite, they're quite accurate. <laughs> I think Satan's Den is the cool. I always go, man, that was all packed up in that truck. Like, I've tried <laughs> to even try to like draw out of my head what the layout of Satan's Den is. Like, that is probably the biggest haunted house I have seen. And the fact that you know, like, just bodies were able to be hidden there for days on end. Um, mm-hmm. Biggest, biggest haunted house attraction I've ever seen, but. There we go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must make sense. I think it was it was actually built as it as we see it on screen. I don't think it wasn't um, sections. The whole thing was actually built out, so you could physically walk through it as they do in the movie. That's incredible. I love that. I want to see more <laughs> pictures of it. Right. Yeah. It must be out there. <laughs> <laughs> now. And also the fact that it had real weapons and fire. Yes, I always thought about that. I was like, I don't think this is up to code. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how they keep the flaming torches. The flaming you know. torches are what gets me. I don't know if you guys watch what we do in the shadows. Oh, um, yeah, I love it. Such a good show. And um, yeah. such a great movie, such a good show. But um, there's a scene where a guy like touches one of the like torches and somebody goes, what are you doing? And they're like, just warming my hands. And they go, they're LED lights. And he, and he goes, what? <laughs> and they go, the fire marshal would be here if we had real flames. Like, <laughs> that's what I instantly think of. <laughs> so um, I've got down, I've not got many notes that we haven't really covered. But um, one of the ones uh, that um, it was quite fun was the fact that Bigler shot most of all, all of the second unit scenes with the ghoulies. Because... Um, Albert Band refused to, and uh, allegedly the second unit director was so shit. (laughs) 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 Not the not the obviously director of photography, um, whatever his name is. Hang a minute, where's my little bit of notes? Director of photography, who is he? Who is he? Uh, Where is he? He's not on the notes. <laughs> not in the notes you said. Yeah, Might put it down. Is it Sergio Salvati in my, to my head? Oh. I can't, I've got it in front of me. But yeah. he he did all the Lucio Fulci stuff as well. So he must have been, you know, yeah. on the ball. But whoever mm-hmm. was his um uh, second unit, apparently, yeah. You know, I <laughs> did have his name. Airport once. That's so weird that you said his name. I picked him up up from the airport once. <laughs> For a convention. Ooh, ooh. Sergio Salvati. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. I, wow. I had no idea who the hell he was. I was supposed to pick him up and Ted Raimi. And I'm sure you guys know I'm a huge Ted Raimi fan. And cool. Ted was sick with the flu. And I found out once I got to the airport and I picked him up and he was very, very, very sweet. But like, I, I don't know. I was, I was a shit hard hound worker. I really didn't know what he was. Do- I knew he was a composer. So I picked him up and 
oh, Christopher Young. So it was two really cool composers sitting. And um, I had my friend with me. And Christopher Young was talking to us. And Sergio was just kind of in the back, you know, just kind of looking out the window. And um, Christopher Young was like, asked my friend, well, you know, what's your favorite horror movie? So she said, Black Christmas. And he goes, well, why do you think it's so scary? Why is it your favorite? And she honestly blessed my friend's heart. She didn't say this is an insult. She went, well, what's really cool about it is it has no music really in it. So it's really scary. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. So <laughs> Ooh, that was a ride, 10 dollar rides. But um, no, <laughs> like since then, I've looked him up and what he's done. And um, really, he, he's done a lot of work and incredible, honestly. <laughs> well, Christopher Young, um, he's done, well, he did, well, he did not. He did Hellraiser and Freddy's Revenge. I mean, he's done loads of stuff. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Like, huge, huge, huge stuff. But Sergio, um, definitely, like, I've looked him up since then because I was like, that's horrible that I had no idea who the hell he was and what he did. But he's like, what a resume, honestly. So, incredible. Wow. He, did, he did also, I didn't mention it, but he did Spellcaster as well, which is a, which is a great movie. Empire. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, I, I kind of like the... Um, uh, the, the the history of the occult and, and things like that. And I was kind of hoping there'd be more to the book in this one. Um, unfortunately there isn't. <laughs> it's just, it's just literally Latin and there's no real revelations. It just, it's just, I think actually it describes what's going on on screen. Right. In, you know, I think, in, you know, when he's Domonius, whatever it is, it, it basically means rise demon. You know, it's not, um, <laughs> It's not as kind of uh, uh, involved as the book in the first movie, but as we, as I said, it was supposed to be Malcolm's book from the first film, um, right? Which was going to be end up at, at the uh, in Satan's Den via mm -hmm. Scott Thompson's character, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I, 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 that's the thing. That's the only thing that there's just no real um, connection to the first movie, which is probably a, a half a reason as well. Like yourself, Stacey, and me, this is the first movie of these we watched, but at the same time, it didn't really matter. Yes. But um, not only did they change stuff like that, um, the only other thing that I kind of was was aware of, especially looking at um, uh, what's his name, Dennis Poli's reasonably final script, was that again Charlie does like cutting out character development, <laughs> <laughs> and especially that Dixie, she's much more front and center in the original script. And I can only imagine there's a there's a great scene. There's a sequence um inside Aladdin's harem where Dixie teaches Nicole to dance. Um, and Dixie's <laughs> just wearing like nipple covers and doing, you know, strutting herself about. And Larry appears in a cloud of smoke wearing his cape and shows off his magician skills before kind of flirting with Nicole. Uh, I think he produces a rose out of nowhere, you know. So, again, <laughs> why take it out? Because it's a, it's a great little scene which is going yeah. to only add to the, you know the characterizations we already have oh i would have loved to see that truly i just like swooned a little bit um <laughs> no i agree <laughs> stuff like that like i like the music cue like we said with larry sees harden and nicole leave the trailer and stuff i just think it's i'm like man this is like a score from like a drama like my heart's breaking but <laughs> It's just stuff like little scenes like that, I think, would have been more fun. So you get more attached to these characters. Um, like, I like that Nicole, like her whole scene of her telling Larry about her brother. Um, 
And then they weirdly kiss right afterwards after saying that her brother plummeted to his death, but whatever. <laughs> um, you know, scenes like that. And I like that, um, you know, he he won't sell, you know, especially after his uncle's death and stuff. And then at the end of the movie, they like ride off on the sunset where I'm like, where the hell are you two going? But <laughs> like, honestly, like you're spending this, uh, you know, summer with your uncle. Like, where are you two going? But I just liked the little scenes like that. I liked that, you know, Dixie was kind of, you could tell she was protective of her girls and stuff. And she was really funny. And, uh, you know, the whole thing of like them saying like, um, when there was trouble with Larry, they're like, you know, he say their trouble, we come, you know, the <laughs> yeah. trouble we go. You know, that's how carnies are. So I agree. Like scenes like that would have been really, really cool to have seen. But is Charlie Ben like known for like, cutting stuff out like that well i only say it because we 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 covered the uh extended cut of the first goodies the other week Mm. and um there was about 15 minutes of stuff that was taken out and it's all character development as well it just explains everything and again the first movie was pretty short anyway you know Mm. so why take why take all of it out and again it just seems that although there's no proof that this was shot but seeing as that um, script is pretty close to um, uh, what's on screen. I can only imagine they more than likely. And uh, what, what was the girl's name who played Dixie Paul? Uh, Dixie, that was the girl from Troll. Yeah, uh, what's her, her name? Her name was <laughs> Dale Wyatt. <laughs> Dale Wyatt. You would have thought that she was hired under the pretense that she had more to do. Yeah. Yeah. She got at a quite least... big scene at the end, didn't she? Right at the very end when they were saying their goodbyes. Oh yeah, her telling the the police that like she didn't know anything. She's like, "These old bones." And I'm like, "Sweetie, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like what?" <laughs> <laughs> um, before oh, before we go to, I've got I've I've written down some of the IMDb trivia, then we can pick apart. But um, what <laughs> you mentioned about, the other day, Paul? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. Go on, just I got pick out, the bits. Just tell us what you notice when you rewatch this. Yeah, so rewatching it, I, I'd never noticed until recently how dirty the fairground was, how much litter there was all <laughs> over the floor. I don't know if you guys have realised that. There's, there's a lot of Coca-Cola bottles, uh, uh, cartons, lids, just general litter everywhere. Really bad. But I guess that's what carnivals can be like. Maybe a ghoulie like ate the person that was in charge of doing that. You know, picking yeah. up. The- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you ever played Theme Park, the video game. And when you open your theme park, everyone walks around and they everyone drops litter everywhere. So maybe <laughs> that, that must be that must just how it is at theme parks. I guess so, <laughs> damn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did notice it, it's, if you look at it, there's just litter everywhere, all around sound. But um obviously someone did, did that on purpose as it was actually a studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it looked great. <laughs> great set. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No. I did notice as well um, on a rewatch uh, a spelling mistake. Uh, well, actually, a couple of spelling mistakes potentially, but I, I'm guessing this might have been maybe an American to Italian translation error, maybe. But mm. um, you know the uh, the the fairgrounds uh, the the fairgrounds re- uh, show with the uh, where, you, where, they sh- where you shoot the um, you shoot the stars. You know where they have the scene with the two ghoulies shooting each other. Yeah, so I don't know what you call it. Shoot a shoot a can, whatever it is. Um, there's a there's a big sign. There's a big painted sign, um, and it actually says, 
um, 50 cents, win a case of soda or stuffer animal. So rather than <laughs> stuffed animal, it says stuffer animal. And it appears oh, quite clearly damn. twice in the film. <laughs> Ooh, I was going to say maybe somebody got fired over that, but probably not. Probably yeah. did not go, you know, it got unnoticed, I guess, Stuff. man. Around. I did Google it just in case stuffer is the same as stuffed in America. <laughs> it's not. I didn't see any reference to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, years ago, I worked at a haunted house in Pennsylvania. I was just trying to make a little bit of money. I was in college. And um, I was with a friend and we had to like dress up a room that was supposed to look like a haunted diner. So I wrote, I painted the sign and I put it up and, you know, we're still dressed on the set and stuff. And the owner came in to kind of take a look and they went, who made the sign? And me and my friend Tanner just kind of like nervously looked at each other. We're like, oh, we don't know because the boss didn't look too happy. And they go, (laughs) doughy nuts somebody <laughs> spoke donuts wrong in her <laughs> i like mouth the words don't say anything so, doughy nuts. so whoever said stuff for animals i feel you wherever you are i feel yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> well, also on the one of the food stands i noticed um there was two menu items so i'm getting a bit nerdy mm-hmm. but there's a frank's beans and Ooh. fish chips <laughs> I'm guessing they've missed the, I'm guessing they've missed the ands out of both of those. Is it, is it Frankenbeans? Yeah. That's a, I guess that's like an American thing. Yep. <laughs> fish and chips. English. And fish and chips is a British thing. I guess. Yeah, I don't look at that. Both the best worlds. It's uh, me and you guys. There we go. Yeah. So that's... it's a little bit bizarre. But yeah, I, I noticed that. Um, <laughs> that is so cool. I love when people notice like yeah. little details like that that's incredible <laughs> yeah, a few just, little goops there i guess yeah yeah it's just a bit random but there's one really quite random thing which i don't know if you guys ever noticed this but uncle ned you know when he's um when he just before he gets killed and they lock him in the satan's den and they turn all the lights off don't they mm. you know so when, when the police turn up and then um larry is talking to the police and they say that's fine there's nothing there's no problem they're suddenly the lights all come back on you remember that bit yeah yeah, Uncle Ned, he's inside. Do you remember what he uses to, to look around to see what's going on? A little light, light bulb. Yeah, it's just like a light bulb. How, how does that work? That was a, just... You could buy them. They've got like, yeah. you basically put a ring around your finger and it's like a, a fake light bulb and the ring makes a connection between the outside and the bottom of the light bulb and that turns it on. So it runs by your electrical energy in your body. Shut up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was completely bizarre. I was like, why is he holding a light bulb? <laughs> I was going to be like, well, he's a magician. You yeah. know, your, your explanation is a little bit better. But yeah. Well, you can actually cool. see in one bit, you can actually see a cable going from the bulb down his arm and into his sleeve. I can't. <laughs> so I don't know. If well, that's, that's what they do in movies, because obviously a yeah. regular fake light bulb wouldn't emit enough <laughs> light, I guess. So, uh, right. That, I just thought that it was I've never seen them. That's true. Before, funny. I like, uh-huh. I've never noticed it as well until recently. So bizarre. <laughs> what, did you, what did you guys think of the new ghoulie in this one, Speedy? Um, was he a good addition to the clan? Oh, the cute one. I was... loved him. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> did you like him? Yeah, yeah, I loved him. I thought he was great. I mm. thought he was brilliant. It's a shame uh, he's only in one movie. Yeah, I know. I mentioned it on the group the other day, but why? Why is that? Why is that that, that picture of him holding a camera? I don't know if you've ever seen that promo shot. What well, I think is a promo shot. 
that was the real crew moment. And he's 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 not on his tummy either, is he? He's like sat up. He's sat up holding the camera. It's, it's like a fat butt. dog. Really bizarre. Yeah. I love Very. that he loves. Was he the one that loves popcorn? Am I making that up? Yeah, that's him. That's yeah. him. Yeah. Oh. And he's um when the giant Goody comes over to eat him, he's like shaking. Oh, he's scared. Like really shaking, scared. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know they had names. So this is why I love talking with you guys. Like his name, so cool. I think for for years people just referred to him either as the the Toad Ghoulie or the Dog Ghoulie, but it's in the script. So yeah, it's yeah. officially Speedy. Speedy, I love the fact. <laughs> okay. So let's 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 do this IMDb trivia to kind of wrap up then, and uh, we can say true or false to these. Um, and if I miss any, Paul, tell me because um, I can't remember one that you mentioned earlier that uh, <laughs> I seem to not have. First one I've got is it says the only sequel in the Ghoulie series to be given a theatrical release. False. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how unsure I was. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, but why? why can- I mean, the first movie made like 15 million at the box office. I mean, why would you, why would a, okay, Austin Powers. No, wait, let me think. Did Austin Powers, what was, has there ever been a movie that came out on video and then a sequel came to the theaters? Well, it says the only sequel in the Ghoulie series to be given a theatrical release. Oh, true, no? you know what? You know, this is, this is <laughs> terrible because seeing as... <laughs> Seeing as I, I pulled, put these up just to rip these people apart, and now I look like a complete dick. Because <laughs> it is the only sequel in the Ghoulies series. Whoever wrote that on IMDb, I apologise. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that just made my night. <laughs> Don't want to do these now. <laughs> okay. The original, re- the original ending was rewritten on set. Um, that's purportedly true. That really? Because, yeah. Well, that that um the the like ghoulie god that you mentioned earlier, Stacey, oh, was originally that's... built um so that they could do um running shots of fish ghoulie. Okay. So they were going to make big sets, you know, oversized sets, and someone was going to be in the suit, and it was going to you know look like the little ghoulie was running along. But whatever happened, some way mid through filming or writing or production, uh, that changed, and um, they decided instead to use this as like a larger ghoulie. Probably the reason why it's only the size of a regular man. And mm. um, apparently, it was so resilient they couldn't actually blow it up. <laughs> That's an optical. Oh my goodness! Well, that makes sense now. Okay. That's interesting that they they wrote it on the set. Look at that. Huh. Well, apparently, I mean, the the, the it's weird. Uh, the the script I have, the the Pauli script, has that ending in it. Um, oh. uh, the one beforehand by Naha doesn't very different ending. But apparently, um, I think what's his name? Terrible of names. Uh, who did the original? Clark Carlton. Um, yeah, that was in a that was in, in Clark's treatment. The fact that the big ghoulie ate all the other ghoulies. Um, although in his in his version as well, one of the kids actually got inside the ghoulie to blow him up. What? Yeah. <laughs> like it got I guess that I, I tell you what that could have been. Um, well, it would have been Phil, wouldn't it? I guess because that's the one the person he wanted to eat. Yeah, that actually makes sense. So that's almost like Men in Black, like. Tommy Lee Jones, like, <laughs> by the cockroach. Like, that's interesting. Okay. That could have been cool. 
<laughs> but where it came from, I don't think anyone really knows. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's it. we know the the what led to it, but when that decision changed and what the original ending was going to be uh, for this version, haven't a clue. So that'd wow. be nice to find out. So I mean, I really like Giant Ghoulie. I think it's kind of hokey looking, obviously, a little stiff looking, a little wooden, but that makes sense now that you gave me that background information. Um, I really <laughs> love that it wants to eat uh, Sir Nigel, and I love that uh, Damon saves the day making the Malta cocktail on the music that plays when it eats it. I mean, that's like me whenever I <laughs> food. That's what happens. I blow up. Um, I do love, and I'm sure, I don't know if you guys got one or if you guys saw it, but the uh, shout out to Cavity Colors, they made an incredible, I think it was last year, Ghoulies 2 shirt. And yeah. it's basically the giant Ghoulie, and you see Phil and Damon both laying on the ground. So I technically own a shirt with my mascot on it. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, it was really cool artwork, and you don't get a lot of Ghoulies, like modern merchandise. You know, there's not a lot out there. Um, so I thought that was really cool, but I like that it kind of focused on that iconic ending scene of the giant Ghoulie. So that's incredible. Cavity Colors has done a lot of good stuff. In fact, I think around the time they did some, uh, another another company did some Ghoulies 2 stuff as well. It seemed to be like, there seemed to be quite a few at once. But it's, it's almost like they kind of get the licensing all at the same time. Um, yeah. Cavity Colors, they crank out in my eyes, you know, and I love Fright Rags. I love London 1888. I love Gutter Garbs. But I would say definitely Cavity Colors, maybe just because the artwork is so colorful. Yeah. And they pick really classic specific movies. So I really freaked out. I know they did Ghoulies um, before the first, the original. But I was just really pumped that they chose the sequel because I feel as though the sequel doesn't, you know, really get its time to shine in the sun, but I feel like it's uh, Ghoulies 2, but on steroids. You know, it's it's got a <laughs> lot going on, but um, that's really cool. That's a cool part of uh, IMDb trivia. Do you got another one for us? Um, well, there's a few. <laughs> I should just pick the best ones. Um, what's a good, what's an interesting one? Um, okay, you covered the Return of Living Dead Zombies, yeah. Um Oh, here's one, which, uh, okay. The film and its predecessor were caught in a moral panic in the 1980s, accusing the popular culture of endorsing and glamorizing witchcraft, the occult, and Satanism. False? <laughs> I think it's false. We, uh, I've said before, I'm surprised that the first movie specifically didn't, um, was, wasn't accused of glamorizing, you know, the occult or Satanism. But um, no, it's right. I mean, you lived in the States at the time. Do you remember anything surrounding these movies? No, honestly, I, I never, I mean, I know certain movies, Silent Night, Deadly Night for specific reasons, certain other movies, but um, no, they. I don't think these movies made those kind of waves, and if anybody did kind of cause a scene about it, like, shut up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think had they gone with different art for the movies, perhaps they, they could have done, but you, you <laughs> the, the toilet doesn't really evoke Satanism. No, it really doesn't. I know that, and I think this is true. Didn't the first two movies kind of get into a little bit of trouble because the toilets, because kids didn't want to use the the toilet anymore? They were afraid it was going to bite their bums. Like, I don't know. I feel like that might, that's probably true versus the Satanism shit. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the toilet stuff. The first one, especially. But uh, as Paul said the other week, it's it's interesting because um, the tagline was changed from uh what was it in america it was, they'll get yours in the end again 
Yes. And over in the UK, you in the end, and over in the in the UK, um, it was they'll get yours in the end again because obviously Ghoulies over here is vernacular for your testicles. So <laughs> seeing this in in the video shop, you're kind of like, oh, they're gonna bite your balls as opposed to your <laughs> bum. <laughs> <laughs> And what wasn't the tagline just when you thought it was safe to go in the bathroom used in Guinea's to go back somewhere. in the bathroom to go back in the bathroom? It shouldn't yeah. be going to bite your balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is another one. Okay, so despite not coming up until 1988, which isn't really true, uh, MTV oh. had the video for Wasp Scream Until You Like It featuring clips from the film in rotation over a year before its release. Wow. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe true. <laughs> well, it was obviously well. It's nice to know that this was in rotation for a year. So yeah. perhaps between its theatrical release and its video release, I guess that would have been you know played a lot. Yeah, that that would have made sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, most of the extras only spoke Italian. I would say true on Probably that. True. One. That's a big yeah. old true. Well, they can't even spell. So okay. yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that was it. Yeah, the last one here is Sasha Jensen and Michael Deke both worked on Halloween 4, which we kind of covered there. But mm-hmm. um, uh, what, I mean, you kind of hit it a little bit, Stacey, but what what, what, what what are your thoughts on this entry in regards to the rest of the series? Would you would you recommend this over the others then? I think your answer is yes. Oh, abso- <laughs> absolutely. I am Team Ghoulies too. Um, no, I, I think the whole series is good i'll be the first to admit i have not watched ghoulies 4 yet mm. um and i am curious about it i've heard not so great things even though i'm a fan of the director um i think ghoulies 3 is is just plain old fun you know it's got a great cast and ghoulies 1 is a classic obviously um but two like i said it's 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 ghoulies 1 on steroids i love movies that take place in carnivals, uh, Final Destination Three, The Fun House. There's there's so many great movies that take place um, in carnivals. I just am fascinated by them, and I thought that this one had a really great cast. Obviously, I love that they the Ghoulies got more screen time. Um, I liked the score. I thought it was a funny B movie, and that's how I look at it. You know, the kind of movie you would rent on tape and just have a good time watching. And it's one of those classics that I really, really love. And I do hope, even though Shell Factory did do their best, I do hope that it gets an even, because we've seen it with like Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all these movies, mm. they get released and then they get another better release, you know. <laughs> um, give it time, guys. Who knows? You guys might be working on it, you know. Um, <laughs> I would love to hear a commentary with you two, definitely on it. Um, try to get Damon. But um, I think I, <laughs> Team Damon, I think the reason why I really do love it is because Damon is in it. I think this kid could have had Johnny Depp's career in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, he no. cast a Tim Burton movie and he, he starred on an episode of 21 jump street. I definitely could have seen him going on to bigger things. And unfortunately I just think he kind of just gave up on acting when it just really wasn't happening for him, but he was able to star in some really fun, you know, sequels, and I think Ghoulies 2 was a lot of fun and it had a great, like those three main cast members were really fun to watch. And that giant Ghoulies just so iconic, but definitely Ghoulies 2, I think is my favorite in the series just because it has high rewatch value. And obviously no matter 
when I make a blog logo, Damon's going to definitely have a ghoulie right beside him because team ghoulie too, you know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm ghoulies too all the way. How do you guys feel about this one? Well, as I said, it's, it's, it's probably, you know, two and three, especially are kind of pro- second only to the original in my eyes, but you know, you, it's like choosing between your kids, you know, mm-hmm. the first one. <laughs> Paul, Paul, what do you think? Um, it's re- yeah, it's really hard to say. Um, I think Ghoulies Two is the most watched one out of all of them for me. Um, so it's kind of between two and three for me. Mm. But I like all of them, e- even four. <laughs> wow, <you're> pretty good. <laughs> Stacy, you need to watch four. I, I, I guess I do. I man. did watch more than all there. <laughs> <laughs> four so gets Stacey, better with time. Four definitely. It does better. get better with time. Yeah. Yeah. That's I true. hate it. <laughs> when it first came out, but now I like it. And now I'm curious. <laughs> if you're a fan of the director, then you, you will like it. You'll you will enjoy. It. Just don't okay. think of it as a Goody's film. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you, Stacey? What's the best place to uh to pop along and read your stuff and say hi? So definitely, you can find me on Instagram. I am Stay Still Reviews. Um, definitely you'll see me and also you, you'll have a link on my, um, Instagram profile. Give me a follow. Definitely. I follow everybody that follows me. Um, I have a link to my blog or you could just go on blogger, which is stay still reviews at blogger. And, um, I absolutely run, love running that blog. I do movie reviews I do top 10 lists. I do cocktail recipes. I even do giveaways. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping to do one really soon, maybe before or after the holidays. I'm going to try to be listing off top 10 holiday movies, um, best horror holiday movies and stuff. And Chip, a.k.a. Damon Martin from Ghoulies 2, he's my mascot. And I always do mixtapes around the holidays, so stay tuned for a Chip holiday mixtape. But definitely find me on Instagram, Stay Still Reviews. And like I said, I just absolutely love movies. I love hanging out and talking with gentlemen like this tonight. And uh, just movies are a huge passion of mine, much like you guys. And I just love these kinds of movies. So definitely um, follow me on social media and come and say hi. I'd love, love, love to meet more of you guys. No, it's been an absolute pleasure, Stacey. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a blast. Yay! Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> right, we'll have a great day, and uh, we've um, we've got ideas for further Ghoulies Two stuff. So um, perhaps we can invite you back on one day for some more discussion. I would love it. I'll meet you guys at Harden's Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Done. 